Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Vent. This is Fed Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. get a cracking. Nuruddine. Santos. Vent Daily. That's right. We've converted to a daily show again for a whole seven days. Every day this week, we're thinking about family. We're all choosing to invite a member of our family onto the show. This episode is my episode. So I've invited my favorite person in the world, my mom, Vivi. I wanted to bring her on so we could talk about what it was like for both of us when she had breast cancer. So today we're joined by the one and only Vivi. Could you introduce yourself for us? Hi, my name is Vivi. I'm Angolan Portuguese. I came to England 30 years ago and I've been living in Brent for the past 27 years. I'm a teaching assistant in a primary school. I've got three lovely children and I'm a cancer survivor. We're also joined by cancer counsellor Alice Bowman. Could you introduce yourself, please, Alice? Hi, my name's Alice, and I've worked with people affected by cancer for about 35 years. Um, patients having chemo and um, having or having had treatment um, in the past and their families. And I also work with um, lots of people that support those families. So um, nurses in hospitals and lots of different mm-hmm. types of people that work in Macmillan Cancer Research UK, yeah. Breast Cancer, Prostate Cancer UK and hospices and various other cancer settings. Amazing. So jumping straight into it, Vivi, do you mind telling us about when you found out that you had cancer? Well, it was one day just after my birthday in 2012. I found a lump on my left breast and uh, of course I was concerned. I went to the doctors, had all the procedures to find out what it was Mm. and it was confirmed two weeks later that was cancer. And yeah, I was scared. I didn't know what's going to happen to me. I was like thinking of my children. Am I going to die? I didn't know until I asked the doctor if there was any chance for me to, you know, to fight this. And he said, of course. So then I said, let's do it then. Let's fight this. And here I am seven years later. It must have been such a scary feeling between not knowing if it could be saved or not. Like, how did you transition to that? It was scared uh, because not knowing what's going to happen is a scary thing. And having children, you know, thinking to, you're going to leave your children behind is not a very good thought. thought. So that was my main concern. My worry was my children. So off of that, mum. How did you decide to tell me and like your siblings about it? How did you know when the right time was? Like, what was that thought process like? 
you know me, I'm a very open person and I'm always talking, talking, letting people know everything. I'm open book. So, and for me, I thought of telling you straight away and my family straight away because I didn't know what's to come. Mm. So I needed to prepare you guys for mm. the worst if it was. And as well, you were in not too young, not to understand. So you were, you were like 12. Yeah. Mm. So it was the right like age. You, you could handle it, I thought. So I opened up. And uh, you guys could be ready for whatever was going to come. And Santos, do you remember how you felt when you found out? Yeah, I mean, at the time in life, there was a lot going on. Like before my mom got sick, like my dad had been ill and stuff. It was hard to kind of understand everything that was happening around me and everything that was happening to my parents. At first, of course, it's like when you see your parent who's been there your whole life and they've always provided for you and, you know, being your hero and, you know, you can always count on them to find out that they're now, you know, their life is at threat and you kind of feel like they've been presented with this sort of kryptonite that's taken away their their superpowers. And it was hard to accept, but I had to make the decision as to whether you know, like how I wanted my mom to come out of the situation. And I had to decide what kind of thoughts to process for my own mental state and for, you know, the support for my mom as well. Yeah. But I feel like because my mom didn't take long to kind of tell the family, of course it like was a very, very big shock to us. But because she told us almost immediately, as she said, like it allowed us to be better prepared. And it wasn't a case where it's like, okay, like you've been ill for this long and we're only finding out now. It's lingering on, yeah. Yeah, and, and me at that young age, like I didn't really know what cancer was apart from that it killed people. Yeah. So it was very, very scary, but I had to kind of, especially not knowing how I could help at a young age, I just kind of tried to pick up on what the adults around me were doing and tried to yeah. kind of, cool, I was still young, I couldn't exactly do everything that they did, but mm. I could you know, do little things here and there influenced by what they were doing to kind of help around. Like practically at home, like how did you have to like change things like you had to do things for your mom? Yeah, of course. I had to do a lot more things for mom. And especially after chemo. Yeah, especially after chemo. Yeah. But I feel like going through things like that kind of make me realize how much like you should be doing for your mom anyway. Do you get what I'm saying? It shouldn't really be only when your mom is incapable of doing so. Yeah. But it was tough because, you know, I had to, to go to school and I'd rather be at home looking after my mom. But yeah, of course, if I don't go to school and I get bad attendance, that's more problems for my mom. At that point, I wasn't trying to like cause any more problems. If anything, I was trying to like avoid any other problems at all costs just to yeah. allow my mom to focus on getting better. It's hard to like try and make everything right when stuff is just going downhill mm. and you're trying to be on top of everything but you've got so many commitments so like you've got to be at home to try and provide and be there and be the rock for your mom yeah as well as be at school and be the superstar at school and like get straight a's and stuff mm. so i can't imagine how hard it must have been for you bro so yeah it was tough but when i learned that you know, my mom isn't in this alone. Mm -hmm. I'm here for her. And it's not just me and her. Like, the whole family was here for her. And, you know, my stepdad came into our lives, like, not long before it happened. It was maybe, like, a couple years. 
but like he sacrificed his life that he had in Portugal to come here and start a life with my mum. Yes. And then she got diagnosed with cancer and she felt like it was unfair on him. Mm. But seeing the raw love that he has for my mum and the way he like handled the situation and the way he was there for her, mm-hmm. like he's never going to be my dad, didn't it? But just based on that, the amount of love and respect I have for him. Yeah. Because of the way he like dealt with yeah. the situation. Like my mom was ready to break up with him because it was unfair on him. But he said, if you want to toss me out of your life, at least do it when you feel better, mm. not whilst you're still ill. Yeah, it was my rock, actually. What a man. Yes. I always say when I tell my story that my partner, it was like God sent to me because he came to my life when I didn't expect anyone to come to my life. I wasn't looking for a relationship. And he just came. And a few months later, I find out I had cancer. And he was like, oh, that was God sent because he was my rock. Although I have to say as well, my family and my friends, for me, that was my half of the cure. Yeah. yeah? My medicine, yeah. my main medicine was the love and support mm-hmm. I had from my family and friends. I'd never been alone. I never went to hospital to any appointments alone. I always had someone with me, even my brother-in-law took time off work to come with me. So I was really, really blessed. And what we tried to do is just to see the positive side of it and move on. Mm-hmm. 100%, 100%. Alice, do you think that there's a common reaction to cancer, seeing as how Santos's stepdad came and his reaction was very positive and I'm going to be there and Santos's was exactly the same. Like some people don't react the same way. I was thinking what a fantastic quality um, Vivi has in her openness. She took Santos with her from the off. And as he, as Santos, you said yourself, if she had not let you know for a long time, it would have been mm-hmm. I think, harder for you to support her. And I was thinking that when she said she, how lucky she was, Vivi, I don't think it's luck. I think you've created um, an atmosphere of openness and respect for the people around you that they can manage whatever's going on. And to be able to tell children is so good for children because it's the children who don't get told and get left out of the equation that feel a lot of difficult feelings later on. You know, I just noticed that your instinct was to include people that you loved in your journey and that that is such a godsend. It's such a great quality and it ripples out. So even though your partner, or even though you wanted him not to have to go through it, your openness allowed, it's like the passport to the success of the story because you were open and honest and people responded with love and support and compassion that's a nice i never thought of that like that way i sometimes really struggle with people who want to protect their children from Mm. pain and i want to say that doesn't often work because you can't really protect people from reality you know the good thing is is teach them include them um trust them to be yeah. able to cope with it with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it, it, people do better that way. Yeah, we're all different. And I thought that uh, it would be easier for them to understand how could I, what would I say when they see me sick, when I see they see me in hospital. I had to stay in hospital for six days after my last operation. And then chemo, why is your hair falling off? You know, so 
open up and, you know. When we know that people are being open with us, we can manage much better. It's when kids yeah. are told versions of the truth or yeah. a web of untruths that yeah. they get really depressed yeah. because they yeah. can feel it. They can feel that something's not, doesn't fit with the story. You know, kids mm -hmm. are very protective. And I think it's a kind of common myth that you can protect children from things because actually what children need is to be included. Alice, like when you said that you don't think it's the case of luck and it's the case of her openness creating that environment. When you said that, like it hit me, like, and I felt that immediately that it was the truth because if it was luck, you wouldn't have been diagnosed with cancer, mom. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But the fact that you didn't try to take on something so big alone and you didn't like bottle up how you felt and you didn't try to hide it, that's what made the whole process easier for you and everyone around you. Mm. Even though you did get a lot of support from family and friends, a lot of the work was you. Yeah, I have to fight. And I look me. up to that. Exactly. And it's like at a young age, I see my mom surviving, getting through what is possibly the worst thing ever. I never tell myself I can't get through anything now. Exactly. Never give up. Because nothing's impossible. But she role modelled for you. She role modelled being open. And that's in you forever now. You know, you will always lean back on that experience and think honesty and openness is manageable I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's very difficult to kind of deal with stuff when you're keeping everything to yourself. It's also very easy to keep things within yourself because you feel like you may be burdening others. But um, once you get over that phase, you understand that, you know, sharing your emotions, sharing how you feel and learning to adapt to the situation you're in with other people, with the ones you love around you, really does help you to become settled and become accustomed to the new situation you're in. It could be others who are going through the same thing. You can connect to them through social media and other platforms. I found that's a really good way for me to deal with my condition, Crohn's disease. It's always good to speak to someone who's going through the same thing as you. Obviously, your family are there to help you through every step, but sometimes they may not be able to understand the exact situation you're going through. So connecting with other people who are going through it as well will be really cool. Alice, I wanted to ask, in this case, obviously the way my mom handled it and she was very open, that allowed there to be that kind of open environment. But are there common reactions to cancer or like what kind of strains can cancer cause on a family? I think you both said that it's just really upsetting watching someone mm -hmm. you love go through pain. You know, it's distressing mm -hmm. it, to witness that process. When people know that something's going on but they don't understand what because they're not being told it can cause a huge amount of distrust and mm -hmm. 
people close up and stop talking to each other about other things because they know that people aren't being open. Sometimes when a parent is unwell, there are two really important tasks when kids grow up. The parents need to let the children go and the children need to separate from the parents. And it happens at different times for all different kids. But um, if a parent stops being open with young children, the child might emotionally go because they lose the connection because they know the parent isn't being open with them. And so yeah. they, they stop being open with the parent. Like Santos, when you were younger, as you experienced this at a young age, do you feel like it would have been different if you were to experience this whole situation older, like at the age you are now? In more situations than just like my mom having cancer, obviously when you're younger, there's always things happening around you. And sometimes there are things where you feel like you should do something about it, but because you're young, like you can't. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of like... You don't have the power, the physical power. Yeah, like when your parents are arguing and you're a kid, you have no idea, like, obviously you want them to stop arguing, but you have no idea how to kind of, like, break that force. So you, so you end up not getting involved. And, yeah, at the time, I feel like at that point, it was like I wasn't trying to think about the things I couldn't do because I know how important my mom is to me and how how important she is and how much she means to me in life, innit? So I wasn't going to think about things that I couldn't control and things that I couldn't do. You know, I spent my time and my energy focusing on what I could do. And I realized that it was just, you know, doing the little things over and over again that kind of helped because I knew that my mom didn't expect me to do anything at all anyway, apart from just be there and be helpful when I could. Yeah. Plus with me, I'm I'm a very like, I don't even sometimes like to be all up in people's faces. Like if someone's ill, like I would look after them, but I wouldn't overdo it to make them feel even more sick than they are, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, so it's like in my head, cool, I, I was very, very sad and upset when I found out, but I thought that me just showing my mom that I was sad and upset would make her upset. Yeah. Instead of me being like a strong force within myself, for myself, but also for my mom. Because I knew at that time, I didn't even expect my mom to be there for me because I knew she had to be there for herself more than anything else. I believe a lot in the law of attraction. I believe that when my mom was diagnosed with cancer, if every day she told herself that it was going to kill her, she would have died. Mm -hmm. But instead, she decided to change her thought process. She said, you know, I've been through enough in life. This is just something else that's being put on my plate and, and I'm going to get through it and I'm going to survive it. It was just a, a storm in our life that yeah. lasts longer than it normal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was interested listening to you talking about when you were 12, that even with the openness in your family and the trust that you knew what was going on, it was still a strain in terms of, you know, wanting to be at home to look after her and mm -hmm. knowing that you had to keep your attendance good at school. And it's really amazing how, however young the kids, they feel a lot of anxiety you know, mm -hmm. about what's going on. So the parents can't take that away. You know, that's just how it is. It's just an anxious time. And, but even as a, as a child, you were kind of grappling with, you know, what do I do? Do I stay home and be there for my mum or do I go to school and get my, my good report? You know, and you can't do both. How can families like adapt when hit with news like this is crazy? Of course, I had my down moments. Although 70% was, I'll try to think positive. 
Yeah. Of course, I had my moments that I cried a lot. I was really upset with life. Losing your breast is not like easy, you know, but then again, thinking of the positive, like I always try to think I can live without a breast. I can live with no hair. That doesn't affect. There are people that are blind, mm -hmm. people with no legs, people with no arms. Yeah. I don't need the breast to live. It's not a vital organ to live. Yeah. So trying to think like that helped me to come up, you know. But yes, I had my down moments. I had moments that I was upset with life. Why me? I guess no one is perfect and we have those moments. Well, I was noticing more openness there yeah. because some family, some people are really frightened of the negatives that mm -hmm. they think are negative. I don't believe in negative and positive. In fact, it makes me, one of my kind of things that make me quite agitated is when people say, be positive, be positive, because yeah. I want to say you try being positive every single minute of every day when yeah. you lose, you've lost a breast, when you're feeling ill, when your mm -hmm. hair's coming out, when you're having to be in hospital and juggle kids in hospital and feeling ill and yes. it's such hard work yeah. and people say be positive and it makes me makes my blood boil mm. because what i think is really important is that is the range of feelings because even if it's raining outside my mood will go up and down a bit even if i have just a tiny headache my mood will be affected up and down yes. cancer the roller coaster is obviously mm -hmm. much more than that and still people have this sort of nonsense to say be positive <laughs> because it's so true that we have to be allowed to have the range of feelings otherwise we wouldn't be humans yes. so this directed to vivian santos um what was it like for both of you um during the 18 months you had the treatment um and the medication to finally get the all clear like how did you feel yeah being 12 13 and having to go with your mom to the hospital like once or twice a week or having to visit her while she's staying there like after operations and stuff like it's not the best in it and just you know when you go to a hospital it's not always for like a good reason like there are some like <laughs> yeah i mean sometimes people go to hospitals because they're giving birth to a child in it like okay. that's beautiful but a lot of the time when you have to go to a hospital it's never for something good. So with me, like, it was tough being in in that environment already where there's not just my mom is sick, but everyone around me that is in this hospital is sick and there's something up with them. I acknowledge that feeling that was in the air. It was kind of hard to still be so, like, joyous. And I don't even know how to explain it, but a lot of the time I would help by just being there. Like, I knew that I wouldn't have to say anything to try put someone in a better mood or whatever. I knew that just by me being there, holding my mom's hand while she's getting a blood test or something like that, like, is enough. For me, actually, it was like um, victory. I feel like, yes, we've done this. We win the battle. And um, we used to tell the story. And my advice is just, it's not easy, but it's not impossible. Mm -hmm. Just be open, honest, and don't give up. Just don't give up. If you can't go right, turn left, is what I suggest. If you can't go right, here we go. That's life's words. That's way. wise words from Vivi. 
I'm talking about how it shaped you now and become like, has it made the family stronger in any way? Like, how's it shaped you? Well, I think uh, uh, one day at a time. I don't uh, stress about problems. I know they're going to be solved. If something is like, it seems to be going to be a big problem, I don't try to think too much about it because there is always a solution for problems. So I'll try to take one day at a time, enjoy my day today because I don't know my tomorrow. I try to pass that to my children. But you're successful with that. I wouldn't say you try because like I too know that like yesterday was yesterday, but I'm living in now. Yeah. And tomorrow is only going to be like, there are things that I can do today that will dictate how my tomorrow goes. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? And like, as I was saying, like when I was 12 and stuff, I managed to come to the conclusion where I wasn't going to be angry at myself for what I couldn't do and focus on the things I could do instead. I feel like that has really shaped me in a way where the way I perceive life now and I perceive situations I can very quickly understand what is in my control and what isn't in my control. Yes. And a lot of the time in life, you're presented with situations and problems that you could not control. Yeah. But what you can control is how you see it and how you decide to deal with it. Yes. And how you decide to move around that problem. And I feel like that, yeah, over the past few years, that's kind of been like, I'm not perfect either, but I feel like I'm getting better at learning how to manage myself you know, my thoughts, my feelings. And that just allows me to handle everything in life in, in the best way possible. But there's people that are listening now that probably have had a family member who's dealt with cancer or know someone that's dealt with cancer. And you, Santos, have experienced it firsthand. So what's the best way to support someone or to get support for yourself? It's, it's a tricky one because as we said, like everyone is different, right? And... For me, it was literally down to how I decided to see myself and see the situation, you know? Yeah. Like, as humans, we all have emotions and it's it's easy for us to get frustrated and it's easy for us to be happy. But it's not always easy to handle our emotions and our thoughts, you know? We can't always control that. Not making the situation more than what it is, mm. understanding it, if there's something you don't understand, then go out of your way to make sure you understand it. Mm-hmm. And I'll just give the advice that that I got from my experience, which is don't be angry about what you can't do, but just focus on what you can do and do it mm-hmm. as much as you can. I would say um, how to support someone, just uh, let them know that you're there for whatever, whoever, whenever let the person know that you're going to be there and uh, cry if you have to cry with the person, laugh when you have to laugh, eat, drink, let the person be themselves. So we need to let people be free to behave Mm. the way, you know, to express their emotions. Alice, could you just mention some organizations and some networks, you know, that are out there where people can seek help? Yeah, one of the really trusted organisations is Macmillan because they have incredibly well qualified and experienced nurses who um, run a cancer information support line. They will um, have all the information on their database about local support groups. They have a welfare rights line. So it's a bit like a CAB, Citizens Advice Bureau, but for people affected by cancer. So if you 
I, I always try and encourage people to contact their financial guidance team because they you can say this is what's going on with my finances and they will check that you have or haven't got access to all the benefits you should be on. So last year, Macmillan identified £320 million worth of benefits that people didn't know they could be accessing. Wow. So this is a free service that you can just call on the basic cancer Macmillan free phone number and you can get through to about seven different services. So I think that's my favourite source really of support for people affected by cancer. Yeah, I just wanted to add one more thing. In our case, is is the being open, not being afraid to, not being afraid to let them know, not thinking like I'm protecting them by not telling them, you know, because yeah. the only way they'll be able to be there for you and help is is by knowing. I want to say a massive thank you to my mom Vivi for coming on the show and a massive thank you to Alice. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. It's been a privilege to meet you all and to, to hear the, the, the wonderful way to go through something really, really hard that you managed as a family. Thank you. So, after a proper heartfelt convo, do you feel like a weight has been lifted off you? You can't tell someone to be positive. No. Right? But it's like if you show them that through your actions, you know, and you're there with them and you're helping them channel their emotions, like, it can be very, very powerful. I was saying that that situation shaped you into the man that you are today, bro, because it's turned you into a compassionate, open, just open person, G. I'm speaking to you both about a situation so touching, a situation that some people wouldn't even want to put on a podcast. I can't imagine the amount of strength you guys have. Thanks for listening to Event Weekly. I've been Santos. And I've been Nuruddin. And thanks a lot to Vivi and Alice for coming on. This episode was produced by the Event Production Team. Jess Lawson, Emilia Gill, Moeed Majid and Ali Adlington. Event is a collaboration between Vice and Brent London Bar of Culture 2020. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.